0: I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So, let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today we're going to be talking about what it looks like to hate yourself wealthy versus love yourself wealthy and i know that's a pretty dramatic title but here's the here's the really crazy thing is when you are in a state that would be would fall under the like hating yourself wealthy category when you're in that state it doesn't feel so crazy. It doesn't feel that dramatic. You're like, what? No, I'm just like, I don't want to spend that much. Like I just, I shouldn't have spent that blah, 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 blah. You don't realize how dramatic it is and how negative it is and how hard on your overall being it is when you're in that state of of hating yourself wealthy until you get to a place of loving yourself wealthy. Once you are in a state where you're truly loving yourself wealthy, it is so dramatic, which is why I wanted to use a dramatic phrase like hating yourself wealthy versus loving yourself wealthy because I can remember, so <clears throat> in my financial journey, and to take you back in time, this would be like I'm in, I'm in college, like early college, I would say like 2013, maybe 2014, and I am in a major phase of like hating myself wealthy <clears throat> I wasn't I would even take it a step further I was just like hating myself around money because I didn't even think it was possible for me to build wealth but I was just trying to figure out finances right and everything I did was so negative and we're going to talk more about like what it looks like to be under the category of like hating yourself wealthy and the the wild thing is is I look back now at the place where I'm at with money now in this place of like loving myself wealthy and I look back and I just want to hug that you know 18 year old or 17 year old or however old I was I just want to hug her because I I can see how much negativity and like hatred and these other things that we're going to talk about was wrapped up in everything that I, I did and I said to myself and that like inner mean girl voice said to me, you know, I said to myself. And now that I know what it feels like and what it looks like in my life to live from a place of loving yourself wealthy, it truly does feel that dramatic. So I know that's like a big like, whoa, hating yourself wealthy and loving yourself wealthy. But really, I promise like once you get it, you get it. The girlies that get it, get it. Um, And and I want you to be a girly pop who absolutely gets it and and feels what it feels like to love yourself wealthy. So let's talk about what both of those things look like. So hating yourself wealthy is rooted in three things. Okay, it's rooted in three things. The first one is restriction. Restriction looks like that inner mean girl voice, the inner voice saying, oh my gosh, I have to stop online shopping. I need to stop going to the store. I need to stop going to Target. I need to stop buying anything from Amazon. I have to quit. And all the time you're telling yourself, don't spend, don't spend, don't spend, okay? So it's like rooted in this place of restriction of like I'm restricting myself from doing this thing. That's number one. The second thing that hating yourself wealthy is is rooted in is guilt, okay? This might look like constantly... Comparing where you're at to other people. Everyone is so much farther along than me. Why did I do these things? I feel so bad. I shouldn't have spent that. And just feeling like overwhelming guilt. Overwhelming guilt. The third uh, and I would say most prevalent, uh, most important part of what hating yourself looks like is shame. That might look like you telling yourself, you're so stupid. Why would you spend that? Or overanalyzing and staring at your bank account. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's completely ignoring your bank account. And really just shitting on yourself and telling yourself like, oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Why Why do I always do this? I can never follow through with anything. Why would I spend that? Blah, 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 blah. And, and for me, what that looks like is I would tell myself, it was this endless cycle, I'd tell myself, and I want, as I'm telling the story, think of where's the restriction, where's the guilt, where's the shame? Okay, so I would get in the cycle where constantly I would tell myself, I cannot spend anything, I cannot go to Target, I cannot buy anything on Amazon, I cannot spend, I cannot spend, I cannot spend, ding, 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 restriction. Okay, then it would build up and build up and build up until I had a bad day at work. And I would say, this is so stupid, screw it, YOLO. This is the dumbest thing ever. If I'm not gonna spend my money, who is? Why am I doing this? Who even cares? I'm never gonna get ahead with money anyway. And I go to wherever, I would go to Target. Target was like really the move or like TJ Maxx for me at that time. I'd go there and I would just go ham. I mean, I would spend... Five hundred dollars, which for me at the time, actually, no, in college I wouldn't spend five hundred dollars, but like in college I would still spend like maybe a hundred dollars, and you know, for me at that time, that was so much money to just spend on a whim. But more than that, because it was coming from this place that I just wanted to spend money because I want to feel good because I've had a bad day, and I was using it as a coping mechanism. I would go there and buy things I didn't want. I would buy shirts just because they were on sale, not because they actually fit me. I would buy probably like, you know, those like hair care, like shampoo or whatever that was like literally expired. Um, I would buy like, I don't know, just stuff I didn't actually love because I just wanted to feel good about the purchase or just wanted like the high of like purchasing something. So in that moment, yeah, it might feel good for a second. And then immediately comes ding, 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 guilt and shame. The guilt and shame. (laughs) We love it. And I would start to, you know, I'd come home and I'd go to put the clothes away. And I'd be like, I don't even like these clothes. I'd hang them up in my closet. And I'd look, I wouldn't even want to wear them because I'd be like, I'm an idiot. Why did I spend that? But then I would just get so mad at myself and be like, well, oh, what are you going to do? Return those? Like, no, you're not. You're an idiot. I would be so mean to myself. Right. And again, you can see like so much of this is just like hateful. Like imagine if you talk to another person this way, they would not want to hang out with you at all. And so again, I was like stuck in some the cycle of restriction, blow up, say, screw it, spend, and then guilt and then shame. And then be like, now I have to restrict myself more. And this cycle would continue. But here's here's one of the wild things too. When you are telling yourself, I can't spend the money, I can't spend the money, I can't spend the money. And then you buy the thing, you don't allow yourself to fully enjoy it. So a good example of this would be like buying a shirt and then like not loving it or feeling weird energy around it because you bought it and you felt like you shouldn't. Um, or maybe you go on a trip, but you're stressed the entire time because of money, because you just said, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to go on this trip, even though it wasn't like in alignment or you hadn't saved for it or whatever else. So you're stressed the entire time. So you're not even enjoying it. So it's like how wild that from a place of restriction, not only is it really not helping you or, or it was not helping me. But the outcome was still that at the end of the day, I was going to buy something. And even though I was going to buy it, I wasn't fully enjoying it, right? So it was like, not only was it like such a negative all-around experience for me, but then even when I did the thing that I wasn't quote supposed to do, I would still feel bad. And here's another thing. So for me, when we talk about, so this company is called Deeper Than Money. Right. It's called deeper than money because as you know, if, if you're someone' who's, who's been around um, for it, you know a while, you know that we don't just talk about here are three tips to get ahead with money. Here, here are four ways to save money or like blah blah blah. We talk about all the ways that things are deeper than money, all the ways in finance that it's it's deeper than money. it's It's not just about don't spend that or do spend that it's about are you enjoying it is it a purchase that adds to your life or is it a purchase that you made because you you want a distraction from something else right so we talk about the 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 way that these patterns and behaviors and beliefs around money are impacting our lives and a lot of times those same patterns and beliefs are impacting other areas of your life so funny enough at the same time I was applying these same things to other areas of my life. So an easy one for me to think of at that time was like health and fitness. I was in a state of like hating myself skinny, right? Because at that time, that's all all I wanted to be. I just want to be skinny. I just want to be skinny, which is, oh, again, it makes me so sad because I look back and I was like still an absolute toothpick and I just thought to myself, oh, I'm so gross. I need to be skinny. I need to be skinny, But all the ways that I was trying to get to that result of like, quote, being skinny, even though I was, um, was from this place of like hating myself skinny. I would restrict myself. I can't eat that. I can't have that. I can't eat that. I can't eat that. And then if I did, because again, same pattern, I'd be like, I can't have sugar. I can't have sugar. I can't have sugar. And then finally I would blow up and have so much candy or so many cookies or whatever else I would get so sick. And then I would feel so guilty. I would feel so guilty. I would tell myself, oh, see, this is why you can never be skinny. This is why you'll never, like, look good. This is why blah, 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 blah. And I'd feel so guilty. And then I would shame myself. I'd stare in the mirror at my body and be like, oh, my God, you're fat. And this is why. Because you... Oh, my gosh. And it, like, hurts me to even say this. It hurt. It genuinely hurts me to even say this. Because, again, as I'm telling these stories, I just want to go back and hug I just want to hug that, you know, 18 year old because that's just how I, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I didn't, I thought that's just how it was, right? That like inner mean girl voice and that process of like, I thought the only way to get skinny was to try to like hate myself there. I thought the only way to get out of the money was to hate myself there, right? That like willpower, like, yeah, I need to. And, and here's the unfortunate thing. You can get some results doing it this way. You can probably and I, I had before I had like lost a couple pounds or gotten a little leaner, or whatever else doing those things like saying I can't eat that or I need to, you know, whatever guilt trip myself into stuff or saying I, I need to stop spending money. I, I, I did like, you know, I would get a little in savings so I would get that like quick win but they would be completely unsustainable. They'd be completely unsustainable. I'd you know lose a couple pounds and then I would gain it right back because, again, this method doesn't work. I would save a little bit and then I'd immediately blow it as soon as I hit my peak of like, screw it, I'm gonna go do this. And not only is it completely unsustainable, but more importantly, you feel like shit the entire time because the entire process is rooted in negative energy. Again, restriction, disgust, shame, guilt, all those things. So no matter what you do, it won't feel good enough. In during the process when you haven't saved up to your goal, when you haven't whatever, lost the weight that you wanted to or whatever that may be, you still feel like shit. But then when you do save, when you do lose the weight, when you do whatever, it still feels shitty. It still feels shitty, right? Because there's always that next thing that you didn't do good enough or that you can't do or that blah, 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 because it's rooted in shame and guilt and restriction. And so a lot of people who try out, you know, certain programs or read certain books or, you know, do a no spend challenge, which again, I'm very anti no spend challenge. I have a different podcast episode about it. You can go read, go uh, listen to that. But those are that's the cycle of what it looks like to hate yourself wealthy or like, you know, I applied it for <clears throat> in my own life to hating yourself skinny or whatever that may look like. But let's talk about the opposite. So what do you do instead? If you're listening and you're like, yep, I do those things. I do all of those things. How do I stop? And you want to instead learn how to love yourself wealthy. Let's talk about it. So loving yourself wealthy... What are the three things loving yourself wealthy is rooted in okay the first one is freedom and i would say the most important it is understanding that you're free to choose to spend and you're free to choose whatever decisions you want to make yes those decisions have outcomes but you're free to choose any decision and outcome that you'd like right so I- i'm not kidding this is this is one of the most aha moments i ever had when it came to spending is I would go into Target and again, I do not want, do not sit there and say, oh, well, it's easy for you to say because you have X amount of money now. It's like, no, no, no. I did this when I was a broke college student. When I was, I would literally have like $25 in my bank account. And I would say this to me, to myself, I'd go to Target and I'd say, Chloe, you can have anything you want. You can have anything you want. And again, $25 in my account so you're like oh that's not true because you only have $25 in my account no I could have opened up a credit card I could have gone to the bank and gotten a loan I could have gone and sold my eggs and made more money and come back and bought those things I could have stolen money from I don't know a, I have no idea a bank I guess (laughs) and again I'm like not saying go do any of those things I could have done those things did I want to do those no but I could have, right? So it's like for me at that time with $25 in my account, I would tell myself, yeah, I can have anything, but my there were different outcomes, right? So if I if I wanted to buy something, let's say that was $100, let's say I wanted to buy um, Air- AirPods or something. I don't AirPods, I don't think were like a thing back then, but um, let's say I wanted to buy AirPods. I think they're like $150, okay? Walking into Target with $25 in my bank account, At that time, for me, if I wanted to buy those things, I would have needed other resources. I would have needed to probably the easiest thing would be to open up a Target credit card at checkout, get a little percentage off, and then I would have credit card debt because, well, not right away, but I wouldn't have been able to pay that off right away, so I would have had credit card debt, right? So for me, going in with $25, I tell myself I can literally have anything I want. For me at that time with $25, if I go in there, yes, the outcome is if I want to buy that, that will then become credit card debt. But guess what? When we live in a world where there's no shame around things, it allows us to make decisions. So like at that time, I would say, hey, like, okay, is this something that I actually want? Are AirPods worth it to me to open up a credit card and to put this on a credit card? Probably not. Right, but then here's what happens. I might not end up spending that, fine, but it becomes a choice instead of walking into to AirPods and being like, I can't buy that. It becomes a choice. And I'm and and once you apply this in your life, it I mean, it's mind blowing. I, I promise you, it is so mind blowing to give yourself the choice and then see what you actually choose, not just based on what you can't have because it makes you want it more. Um, And I still do this to this day. I will walk in and say, I can have anything I want. And the craziest thing is that I buy less. I shop less and and buy less things. I will say I do invest in higher quality things now. Um, So maybe like my total amount spent might be higher now. Well, it is higher now than it was a couple years ago. But the amount of things that I buy is significantly less. And here's why. I go to Target. I tell myself I can have anything I want. A lot of times I will be like, oh my gosh, this coffee cup is so cute. And I'll add it to my cart. And I, or I'll be like, oh, this mug is so cute. Or this plate is so cute. And I'll, I'll put it in my cart. And then I'll be like, wait, do I really want these things? Because I'm really working on decluttering like my life. And I already have a lot of coffee cups. Do I really need this coffee cup? Or is it just going to be clutter? And I'll be like, honestly, it's going to be clutter. And I'll end up putting it back. And there are times when I'm like, no, I I definitely want this thing, but it has made me so much more, it's made it so much easier to shop in alignment because I know what's actually in alignment and what I genuinely want instead of just being in this like Hulk mentality of like, I need to shop. I want to spend money to feel good. I actually am like tapping into my body of like, what do I want? And then going from there. Okay. So freedom, that's the big one. The next one is education, understanding how money works, understanding your priorities so you don't have to fear the unknown, right? So much of like restriction comes from, and honestly, I would say guilt and shame too, comes from this place of like, I'm so far behind. I'll never be able to get ahead. I'll never be able to do this. Me saving money is or me not if I don't spend anything like it's it, that's the only way I'm going to be able to get ahead, but that's not true. so when we understand how money works and we also are very clear on our priorities, what we want to accomplish, what feels good to us, what feels like sustainable, not just like how could I not spend for the rest of my life, but the education piece of the learning about ourselves and then also learning how money works, and how we can use strategy to get ahead with money instead of solely relying on like willpower, that's money. Okay. And then the third thing that loving yourself wealthy is rooted in is joy and gratitude. And that might sound like (laughs) live, laugh, love, joy and gratitude, but seriously, it's, it's, it's being able to enjoy the process and the outcomes. Okay. So like we talked about earlier, let's say you're like the vacation one is, is really good for this. When you're hating yourself wealthy, you might get to a point where, you're like, screw it, I'm going on this vacation. You put it on a credit card or whatever else, and then you're so stressed the whole time. And you don't ask anybody about what you're spending, and you don't even look at your spending, and you don't ask about it or anything else because you're so stressed about it. And so you don't, you completely ignore it, and then you're stressed the entire time. Instead, what that would look like for loving yourself wealthy, that would look like somebody asks about a vacation and you say, "Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing." You ask yourself, "Is that a priority for me right now?" If it is a priority for you right now, you say, "Okay, cool. How much is it going to be? Like what what are the things that we're going to do so I can, you know, financially plan for it?" You get all the information. Okay, let's say the trip was Then you come back and say, okay, $2,000. It's in four months from now. How much would I save per month to go on this? Do I need to adjust maybe my savings goals or change this thing around so I'd be able to set this money aside? And is that something where, is that money, is that where I want my money to flow? If you're like, hell yeah, that's where I want my money to flow. You're like, okay, cool. You set that money aside. Maybe you have to adjust your priorities a little bit. You save a little bit or uh, save a little bit less or pay off debt a little bit slower in order to put money towards a trip. You go on the trip. But when you're loving yourself wealthy, you understand that there gets to be this joy and gratitude in the process. And so you plan for the trip. Your money's flowing into your priority, which is going on this trip. And then when you're on the trip, you've already planned for it. So you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just enjoying it. Like that, that's it. And then you come back from the same trip and you're like, okay, cool. Now that trip is over. I had so much fun. Now what are my priorities? Maybe I want to increase how much I'm putting towards debt again. And then you keep rolling. Not only is that the sustainable option, but now instead of having stress and guilt on this trip, you freaking enjoyed it. That is so important. That's so important because again, that fuels this healthy relationship with money where you get to love the process. And more importantly, you get to work towards creating a life that you love. Right? And, and I I will argue every single day that when you're when you continue to work towards creating the life of your dreams and a life that you love. In the process, you also work on loving yourself a little bit more, like one percent more every day, every single. When when you're being softer and kinder, and filling more joy and gratitude into spaces instead of guilt and shame, when creating and making decisions in your life, you are going to fill so many, so much more of those spots for yourself with joy, to yourself with gratitude, right? Uh, like I want you to enjoy the cup of Starbucks that you buy just as much as you enjoy putting money into retirement. You get to enjoy the the today spending. You get to enjoy the spending or saving or whatever else that is for your future. Like you get to enjoy all of it. And the cool thing for me is that this, like shifting into this, also bled over into other areas of my life, like the health and fitness thing that I talked about earlier. Instead of you know, staying in this place of like, oh, I need to stop eating this or stop doing this. I started focusing on other things. I started focusing on, instead of taking away, I want to make sure I'm adding the right amount of water. I want to make sure I'm drinking the right amount of water. I want to make sure that I'm, um, you know, just like feeling really good. What are ways that I can, how do I need to change up my like workout or something to where I like look forward to working out and so I can love the process, things like that, Right. I'm um, in other areas of my life too. And so it's just, it's it's one of those things where it's like, this change might seem easy, but but those past thoughts of like, oh my shame and guilt, they will pop up. If that's something you've struggled up, struggled with in the past, they'll pop up. And it's about being like, oh, okay, okay, hello, I hear you. That's not what we're doing anymore. And adding these things, adding the freedom of like, no, 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 I'm allowed to spend but is this my biggest priority right now, right? Because you might say, my biggest priority is paying off debt, but then you're spending way more money online shopping. And that's okay. There's, there's, I'm not shaming you for spending more money on online shopping. I'm saying then online shopping is your priority and that's okay. But getting clear on what are my priorities and if if you look at your bank account, does where your money is going reflect what your top priorities are? And if it's not, then likely where your spending isn't in alignment. And here's the thing. I will never tell you you need to spend less online shopping. I will say let's spend in alignment because I love online shopping. I absolutely love to online shop, but I am the absolute queen of making sure that it is a hell yes purchase for me. It's done in a place of alignment and I'm enjoying it. And I'm also hitting my other goals. And so there's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no none of this negativity. So what is one way that you can implement this in your life this week? Um, I have a simple challenge for you. Okay. I want you to plan out one purchase and I want you to enjoy it. And that might sound silly. You might be like, what the hell are you talking about? No, I'm serious. I want you to plan out one purchase that you are going to make at some point during this week, like a fun one and I want you to enjoy it. If you are going to get Starbucks once this week, I want you to plan out when you're going to spend that. I want you to plan out how much you're going to spend. Let's say, okay, let's say you're going to say, okay, on Wednesday morning, I have a big day. So I'm going to wake up a little early. I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to spend, you know, $7. Okay, cool. You're going to plan that ahead of time. You know that purchase is going to come out. And then when that purchase comes out and every second leading up to it and every second after it, you are going to be like, I can't wait for that Starbucks purchase. That's going to be so nice. I'm so happy I'm doing that. Live, laugh, love it. You're gonna get the Starbucks. You're gonna sip it. It's gonna taste so good. You're gonna be like, oh, I'm so glad I got this. I'm so glad my money's flowing into this. It's just making my day feel so good and so special. You're gonna sip it. You're gonna enjoy it. And then after, you're gonna look at that purchase, that seven dollar charge on your bank account statement, and say, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I planned that out. That felt good. Felt good to, um, you know, have that during my day and l- love it. I keep saying live, love, love it. I can't stop it. Live, love, love. Live, love, love. Um, That's what you're going to do. Maybe it's an online purchase. <laughs> Maybe you have a pair of shoes that you've been wanting for a while and you want to get them this week. Okay, that's fine. But plan it out. It's not just like, okay, add to cart, buy. No. I want you to plan out how much you're spending. I want you to make sure that fits in with everything going on this week. You know, like, okay, cool. If the shoes are 100 $100, then we need to make sure that if a $100 charge comes out of your bank account, that doesn't put you into an overdraft. That doesn't mean that then you won't have enough for these other things that you need. Like really make sure it's planned out, that you know how much it is, decide when you're going to do it, and then fully enjoy it. Okay, so it's it's really that two, almost three-step process of planning it logistically, enjoying it before, during, and after, And then after, as you're following up and and looking at your statement again, say, okay, cool, awesome. We love to see it, right? We want spending to, to become this neutral thing that we're allowed to do because we are allowed to love ourselves wealthy. From this place, we can then go and apply it to paying off debt. We can go and apply it to investing. We can go and apply it to all these other things, because that is the vibe that we are on now. We are no longer going to operate in this place of restriction, in this place of shitting on ourselves. We do not have time for that. We do not have time for that energy. The energy and the frequency that we're vibing on is the highest frequency of joy, of gratitude, of love for ourselves, of gratitude for the money that is coming to us and the excitement for what we're going to do with it and how we're going to use it to create more of the life that we're dreaming of for ourselves and for those people around us and and everything else and so that is the difference that is the difference between hating yourself wealthy and loving yourself wealthy and even if it's just one percent I hope you take that one percent jump closer to getting to a state of loving yourself wealthy. And as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please uh, tag me on Instagram, leave a review. It means so much. I will say one thing about podcasting is for Instagram, right? I can I can talk on Instagram or do a training and I'll get a ton of DMs like, oh, this was so helpful. Or, oh, I have a question about this or whatever else. And I get that feedback. So I'm like, I know what people who are listening are are wanting or thinking or whatever else and so it's so nice and sometimes podcasting I'm like I put my whole heart into this and what are people thinking and then if there's like a week that we don't have an episode or something people are like oh my gosh where's the podcast and I'm like well geez it's like when there's no podcast you let me know but when there is a podcast episode I want to hear from you too so again if you just take a second to leave a review or shoot me or the team a DM or tag us on Instagram. It's so helpful and it means so much. and And it also helps us provide episodes more of what you would like to see, which we love to do. So again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you back next week on another episode of the Deeper the Money podcast.